Hello and welcome to another episode of the Final Siren podcast. We're back for another week. Uh, we had great responses from our South Australian podcast and now we're virtually flying all over the country, something we can't do here in Victoria. Um, I'm Chief Editor of Draft Central, Peter Williams, and I'm joined by our AFL Draft Editor and uh, Chief Expert uh, in this topic, Michael Alvaro, just pumping up the tyres. That's very flattering, Pete. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> good, good to be here and looking forward to ripping through a few of these uh, allies' prospects. Yeah, we certainly are. As, as you sort of alluded to, we're going to run through the allies today. So we're going to look at some New South Wales ACT, which is generally the GWS and Sydney academies. And then we go up to Queensland with the Brisbane and Gold Coast academies. Then we'll take a look at how the Tasmanian prospects are faring, as well as obviously there's some NT prospects in there too. So there's there's a bit of a bit of a mix across the board for uh, everyone on the eastern seaboard there. But um, certainly it's going to be quite a bumper, I guess, episode. So we'll just get stuck straight in there. Um, you can obviously catch all these content, draft watch and whatnot across the websites, which we'll uh, tell you about a bit throughout the show. But um, Without further ado, I guess, Michael, let's kick off with uh, New South Wales ACT. Um, we're sort of looking at some of uh, a mix, really, of the AFL Academy top ages, um, those who are coming up, the overages, and, of course, next year's crop. But the two that obviously stand out from the Sydney Academy uh, that most people who know anything about the draft would have heard of, uh, Braden Campbell and Errol Goulden. So, obviously, we'll start with Campbell. Yeah, Braden Campbell is one who's in, in my top 10 power rankings at the moment. He's sat there for... Um, you know, the the two months that we've had, um, and he will again, uh, as a little spoiler, coming up for our September rankings. Um, but yeah, he, he's just a class above, really. He's shown that um, in his couple of Academy Series games. He wins the ball at will. He's got speed, good aggression, um, and just a penetrating left foot can hit the scoreboard and, and play just about anywhere. So Sydney fans would be really excited to see what he can bring. And Errol Goulden, who was the under-16 MVP for New South Wales ACT and Division Two overall um, in 2018. He's another gun. Bit of a smaller type, less speed, but good agility and smarts. He's another who can play just about a few positions, sort of more outside midfielder, I think, is his go with his endurance. Um, but yeah, a couple of guns there for Sydney. And they've got a, a couple more in that academy that some of their fans would be um, keen to sort of hear about. Yeah, for sure. And Goulden, I know, definitely played uh, half-back as well as on the outside. So they're definitely testing him around the ground and got some uh, interest, no doubt, from other clubs. And I, I guess moving on to that third prospect, if you, if you like, there's a few more that come from, from Sydney, but Marco Rossman is probably the next one in line from that Sydney Academy. Yeah, Marco um, is one who I've seen a few Sydney fans comment on and just wanting more information. He's I guess they'd already know he's that sort of forward midfielder type. He's been playing a bit more forward. Um, hasn't seen too much action this year. Um, and was a little quiet in the Academy Series game that we got to view. But he's, um, he's a classy type. He, he can win a, a good bit of his own ball. And he's sort of strong on the ball as well. Um, can, can hit the, the scoreboard too. Um, but there's a couple of others. Guys like Kai Profangle. Um, he's a really high-flying sort of defender. You can intercept and... Uh, play behind the ball. And then Mark Sheath is a really strong-bodied uh, utility. Can play in defence. He's played up forward, sort of leading out as a deep uh, deep outlet and um, even on the ball this year. So he's a really strong body who who could be around the mark. There's a few sort of the last three that we've mentioned there are good late choices perhaps for the Swans. 
Yeah, definitely. They've got a few this year. And um, we know that, you know, GWS had a pretty high draft pick last year in Tom Green. And there's another Green here, obviously, for those who don't know his brother, Josh. And um, what are some of the, I guess, similarities and some of the differences between them? Well, they're sort of, they've got a pretty similar size. I think Josh is a little more lean and tall, whereas Tom was really built. Um, he's a really bull, uh, bullish sort of inside midfielder. Whereas Josh is sort of um, almost a key position height. He can play that way. He can play centre-half forward or centre-half back. He's got uh, really good hands overhead and a good leap. Uh, reads the ball really well in flight too. But he's been played on the inside and outside of midfield. He can win his own ball uh, at ground level. He can... He's got that good versatility and he's an interesting prospect, one who um, it, it's sort of unknown where he might thrive at the next level, but he's definitely worth a shot, I think, for the Giants. Yeah, for sure. And the other one is uh, Jack Driscoll that we've uh, got noted down here. So obviously GWS have had a, a good year and, and whatnot in past with the academy and they've got a couple here, but um, Jack Dris Driscoll, what can you tell us about him? Yeah, he's another versatile type. It's a bit of a, a theme here, um, but he's a, a sort of a 200 centimetre ruck or uh, defender. He sort of played a bit more through the ruck from what I saw of him this year, um, but can definitely play at centre-half back. He's a pretty athletic type and, um, yeah, might have been in the Allies squad if we had a championship this year. Yes, uh, well, unfortunately, uh, we've only been able to see them in the academy game, but no doubt the academies themselves, those Northern academies, will be right onto it. And speaking of the Northern academies, we'll uh, cross north uh, up to Queensland, where there's quite a few here. Um, now, obviously, um, you know, there, there's, there's some prospects that have sort of, maybe I think, uh, in that second round onwards, maybe bar one of them. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the one that's obviously probably most talked about in Alex Davies. Uh, after that, there's a fair few that are probably mid-draft. But uh, Alex Davies, obviously inside midfielder, Gold Coast top prospect, and um, they can get him for free. So, Yeah, ripper for Gold Coast. They're laughing the suns with some of the picks that they'll be able to get uh, at the end of this year, especially with their Darwin zone as well. But um, yeah, obviously Queensland's top prospect as it sits. And unfortunately, he's another one who's injured. He was injured right on the cusp playing quaffle footy, um, right on the cusp of the Academy Series. So haven't gotten to see much of him at a, a massively high level against some of his uh, under-18 peers. But he's, uh, yeah, obviously his credentials already speak for themselves. He's, um, yeah, that big-bodied inside mid who who's a, a real sort of contested clearance beast. He... Um, wins a lot of the ball around the clinches. So he's going to be a, a very good prospect, a ready-made one for the Suns going forward. And, of course, he played for Australia last year in that New Zealand under-17s clash from memory. So yep. um, he's luckily, luckily they have that game because that's been something where they at least can look back and have a look at that. Um, look, I think if we stick on the Gold Coast, uh, and obviously if we're looking at that um, Broadbeach theme, uh, Aiden Fife's another one who, I guess, from the Quaffle perspective... He's a good size. He's that 189 uh, type size, been running off half back and along the wing. Um, had a good academy series from what we saw. Did, did pretty well there. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I don't mind him as well. He's a, a good type on the outside. He can use the ball well. Um, and that size as well is a, a good advantage for him because it means that he can use um, his athleticism at ground level, but he can also impact in the air. And then he's got really good use by foot as well. So, um, there's a, a good few traits for him there. And, um, yeah, another good option for the Suns. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, look, another one that we've got sort of lined up from Broad Beach is uh, Ryan Pickering, you know, obviously a bit bigger, hasn't really 
um, cracked into that senior team, uh, but he's 200 centimetres. So um, a, a big boy, I guess you'd say. <laughs> How much have you seen of him and, and what does he offer? Uh, yeah, Ryan did play a little bit of NAB League footy from what I remember last year. Um, yeah, he's that big, tall defender. Um, he and, and Jack Johnson form a pretty decent partnership down back for the Suns. Uh, Jack Johnson's another who can uh, impact really well in the air and uh, he's actually a pretty good user by foot as well, which is, pointed, is his point of difference as a tall. Um, so, yeah, a good couple of guys there who, can, who would have probably formed the spine of the defence in the Allies squad this year. That was going to be my link in to Johnson, but never mind. You've already gone to that. So we'll just won't have a link in at all and just go straight to Reese Nichols, a kid you had a look at, uh, obviously, when he's playing for Labrador the other week. So um, what, what do you sort of see uh, really stand out from his perspective? His aggression, probably. Um, he was very hard at the ball and the man. He's, um, yeah, obviously a tough cookie uh, from the surface paradise region. Um, or Labrador is where he plays. But, yeah, he can play off half-back or, or on the outside on a wing. He's a really good user. He's good at getting on the end of handball receives and, and really generating a bit of run forward and can use the ball pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, there's a few good users in this Gold Coast lot. And, obviously, they're pretty good runners from the, um, the Queensland bunch. Yeah, and, and like from that Queensland bunch, we've got a, a heap of Queensland, I guess, or Brisbane Academy members. And I feel while Davies is the top one, I feel like the next couple are, are likely to be from Brisbane if you were to sort of maybe rank them in that in that way. But certainly we'll start with Blake Coleman. He's obviously, his brother's already in the system, been playing forward for Morningside. Um, they had a good win, win on the weekend, but he's been, he, he just has those, moments I guess you'd say the x-factor moments up forward like he can do anything and, and break a game open yeah and he might even be a bit further advanced than his brother Kadeen was um, in his 18th year uh, obviously Kadeen went as a 19 year old in the draft um, but yeah Blake's got those those moments as you said as a sort of high half forward or even playing deep he, he's got really good goal now but I think his best trait is his clean hands. He's just so clean, whether it's overhead, at ground level and at speed. Um, so that, they're the things that make him really dangerous as a forward. And I think he's uh, Brisbane's best academy prospect, but that can obviously change. Yeah, and he's got uh, a teammate there in Saxon, Crozier, who uh, he has played off half back a bit. He's another 189 centimetre type, but... Certainly this year, he's playing through the wing and half forward for Morningside. And, you know, he, he hit the scoreboard a couple of weeks in a row now. So he's actually um, playing a bit more in that forward half, getting a bit of versatility. Um, outside tight, how have you uh, seen him? Yeah, he's one that sort of built himself for a, a bit more inside midfield time this year. Um, he has done that a little bit for the Brisbane Lions Academy in the Academy Series. Um, but I think just with his big booming kick, I know he's got the size, but his outside run and that big kick really suit his outside game. So I can see him definitely roaming a wing where he finds plenty of space and plenty of the ball uh, at the next level. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's been a prospect who's been billed from, you know, from way back from his 16s and even before that. So he's, um, he's a solid player. And we've got a few, uh, I guess, good size in this group that we're talking about. Um, we'll head down to Maroochydore now, or up to Maroochydore, where uh, Carter Michael is another top prospect from uh, Brisbane. And uh, he's been playing predominantly off half-back and through the midfield as well. Um, seems a natural at any level he sort of plays. He's a bit lighter than some of the others, obviously. 
Um, I think he weighed in sort of 74 when we were looking at the Academy series. But, um, yeah, he, he's another one that doesn't mind taking the game on and, you know, able to hit targets down the field. Yeah, absolutely. You would have seen a fair bit of him playing Quaffle as well. And um, the move to halfback I like, he's obviously got that penetrating left foot and usually hits his targets pretty well. It's the sort of area that he, he really values in his game. Um, he sort of wants to play a bit like the Bont at times, he said, and, and wanted to um, play a bit more inside midfield this year. Um, he has done that at times, but yeah, you can play across all three lines and, and he's got good agility at the contest as well. So another guy who's versatile, but versatile in each position as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and someone who I, I personally like, um, he just has a crack for four quarters. He's a bit shorter than the others, but Taj Abelie, um, he's basically best on most weeks for Wilston Grange, who, to be fair, are not having the best season. But, um, you know, the, he, he, he just cracks in. He keeps going. He's not afraid to bring down guys twice his size. Um, I, I guess what, from you've seen him from those sort of under-16s days, what is it about him that, um, I guess, is really attractive from a draft perspective? Yeah, he's a real goer, isn't he? But he's also got that class. He's a great user of the ball on his left side. And uh, whether that's the short range or long kicks, he, he can do it both. Um, and yeah, I mean, he can play across half forward. His tackling pressure means he can play, at, um, yeah, obviously as that sort of small forward. But then across half back, that's where he uses his skills, his tenacity. And then he can even move through mid- midfield. He's a bit small for that um, at the next level, I think. But um, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's got a few really nice traits and he's always a, a good contributor for any team he plays for. Yeah, for sure. Always gives a crack. And the uh, other one we've got noted down here, uh, Jack Brisky, obviously another member of um, that AFL Academy group. Probably, the the I think it's fair to say, the least known of the Academy group prospects there. He's obviously that um, key defender. Um, has sort of He's played a few senior games, but mostly had a reserves and cult game as well at Quaffle level. Um, that 193 centimetre type, uh, what, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, he's 193 centimetres, but he's also played in the ruck. So he's got a monster leap. He's a really good athlete. And with that, he's got really good upside. So he's a sort of player that you might pick up just because he's got a really good sort of ceiling and room to grow. He's, um, yeah, he's obviously got that monster leap in the ruck. He can intercept in the back line. Um, so he, there's a few strings to his bow and he might be one to look out for um, going forward. And we've got a few more that we'll look at uh, down the track once we've uh, crossed the seas down to Tassie. Um, we're going to take a look at their main academy prospects first and then we'll go back to the other ones from the other states. Um, so obviously Tassie Devils, um, those who watch NAB League probably know a fair bit about these four. Um, we're going to start with uh, Jackson Callow, uh, key forward from North Launceston and um, yeah, he, he's like, from my own personal opinion, seeing him this year, he's really been playing some great footy in the TSL. Obviously he'd love to have played, um, some NAB league. He, he really dominated last year. Um, but now he's starting to work on some of the improvements such as playing key back and, and whatnot. Um, what is it about Jackson from your perspective that you quite like? It's just his aggression and contested marking. You know, he's, um, he's a, a bit of a brute of a teenager and, um, his hands are so strong overhead. He's not a thro- afraid to throw his body weight around and um, he can take some really great clunks. He, you know, copped a lot of attention from opposition defenders last year. There'd be two or three players flying with him. But if there was anyone who could, you know, still hold on to his grabs with that sort of heat, it's him. And so, uh, yeah, Jackson Callow has been um, 
one of the best Tassie prospects for a couple of years. And um, yeah, he's doing it against senior bodies as well. Yeah, I definitely think, I, I think it's fair to say for, from my opinion anyway, he's probably the best contested mark in the, in the crop, like in terms of consistency anyway, um, for contested marking, because he just, he's a one grab player, which is uh, if you need a key forward, like some clubs do, um, or a key defender or someone who can switch, then definitely he's uh, in that mix. Um, obviously another one who uh, I quite like that's, an outside midfielder, um, usually plays on the wing, can play half back, has played a bit half forward as well. So he's a bit of a um, stopgap, fill Mr. Everything kind of role uh, in Patrick Walker, uh, another AFL Academy member. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, he, he's one who entered the Academy system uh, this year. So he obviously wasn't part of it last year after his under-16s campaign, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty hard to deny with the way he found the ball and then the way he used it as well. Uh, very clean, whether it's by foot or by hand. And um, yeah, just a, an ultra consistent performer. Obviously, as you said, has a few, he's a bit of a jack of all trades in the sense he can play across each line. I like him on the wing. I think that's where he can, um, you know, use his, his clean use and decision making best. Um, but yeah, definitely a guy who's sort of risen into contention on the back of a good year last year. Yeah, and uh, it was good to see on the weekend that, uh, you know, he was able to get some game time in uh, at the stoppages and play a bit of inside, which is really what he needs to work on. Had a few clearances and number of inside 50s still. So that was great to see him. And if we move on to someone who I, I think, I don't know if he exists outside of stoppage, he's just permanently uh, at the bottom of one in uh, Ollie Davis, who just absolutely thrives on the contested ball, doesn't he? He does. And, and you talk about consistency with Walker. Davis was exactly that um, on the inside of midfield uh, for Tasmania last year in the NAB League. He's just ultra consistent, uh, wins the ball at will. Great numbers for him throughout the season last year. And um, yeah, contested ball is his game. He was the prime mover for Tasmania last year with Mitch O'Neill sort of coming in and out in patches. Um, and yeah, I mean, as a bottom major, he was outstanding. So He's an, a prospect who's yeah a bit small for an inside type, but uh, definitely has the, the sort of traits and ability to play that role. He's also rocking a mullet at the moment, which has caught all attention down the TSL, so you yeah. can't really miss him in there. Um, but definitely probably one of probably the most consistent player of, of the lot realistically through TSL and through uh, NAB League boys last year. Um, the other academy member that we want to touch on is Sam Collins. Now he's predominantly played sort of half back. He's an interceptor type, um, loves to move the ball and whatnot. Um, they're try- they've played him a bit up the ground as well, but predominantly I think half back is where he's sort of settled there, certainly for in the TSL anyway. Yeah, uh, he, he's got that, he's got a good uh, amount of height and that ability to intercept. I think that's why he's really good across half back. Um, and then you add to that his penetrating boot, um, and he's got a couple of weapons across there. He um, probably didn't stand out as much as we maybe thought he would last year in the NAB League, but he certainly had some really good performances and um, has carried that on into the TSL this year. Yeah, definitely. And, and look, I, I think there's quite a few there from Tasmania that have shown signs, and it's great that they're able to play some senior footy, and they're actually playing a bit later than some of the others. They're going into October, so that'll be great to see uh, from their perspective. So... I mean, we'll sort of now head into, I guess, more central and northern Australia. We've got a few NT prospects up here. Um, Joel Jeffrey, he's one that um, I must admit played well enough last year that until I looked at his date of birth, thought he was a top ager at some stages. He's, he's got that um, athleticism that just catches the eye and, and can play at either end, realistically, can't he? 
Yeah, he's one of those players that just catches your eye. Like whether he, he has five disposals or, you know, 20, which he can. Um, yeah, he's just a player who you really enjoy watching. And um, he's played senior footy as well at NTFL level for Wanderers. So um, that's a big tick for him. And he's carried on this year. He was meant to move down to Queensland. Um, obviously didn't eventuate, but he's playing in the in the academy series with the Gold Coast Suns Academy as um, you know, one of those members of the Darwin zone. So he's going to be a great get for Gold Coast. He's probably a top 30 talent. Um, I'm not sure whether I want to spoil it, but he might, might feature in my power rankings coming up this month. Um, so, yeah, obviously a, a pretty high-end talent. He's got really good marking, that, those sticky hands. And, um, yeah, I like him as a forward where he can kick goals, but he also reads the, the ball really well in flight um, as a defender. So... Yeah, he's, he comes from good pedigree as well with uh, Russell Jeffrey, his father, um, obviously having AFL experience and a bit of an NT legend. Yeah, for sure. And like we have a look and see that obviously Gold Coast now can take quite a few of these uh, top players and, and having a couple that potentially are top 30 is uh, a real coup for them. So you know that they're going to make the most of it, especially their improvement this year. Uh, another NT prospect in Brody Lake. Now he played, he was a overage at the 16s, uh, correct? That, correct. That's yep. what he played. Yeah. So he was, um, he um, obviously has a bit about in the way that he moves and able to kick long and whatnot. And he's, he's playing his trade down at centrals uh, down in the under 18s. He is. He's a good story, Brody. He um, played in the Waffle Colts last year with Peel Thunder. Um, obviously, has played in the NT with the NT Thunder for the NAB League um, and also with Southern Districts in the NTFL. Um, and obviously, this year now, he's, he's gone down to South Australia. So, he's, um, he's put his fingers in a few pies, uh, that's for sure, really over his journey. Fitness. There's no homesickness worry if you're going to draft Yeah, him. no, he's, he's faring pretty well. Uh, he's living with his brother at the moment in South Australia, uh, Keenan Lake, who also plays a bit of footy with Southern Districts. But, yeah, as you said, he... Yeah, he's got a good long kick. He can play across half-back. I like him there. Um, he's been playing inside midfield for Central District and, and he's played really well. He, he was a bit steady to start off, but seems to have um, done his running over the, the off-season and gets to contest after contest and can uh, use his leap to take overhead marks and then hit the scoreboard as well. So he was MVP at that under-16s tournament last year, uh, as you mentioned, and played two years of under-16s actually for... The NT, so yeah, one of their brightest prospects too. Definitely, and and now we'll go to a, I guess, an overager in Brandon Rusker. Well, what is it about him that uh, I, I guess um, you really like watching? Yeah, uh, he's a bit of a smaller type who plays uh, a bit on the wing and can move forward really well. He can break the lines and sort of, um, you know, just generate a bit of speed and a bit of excitement on the outside. So he played um, with Joel Jeffrey in that. Academy Series game against Brisbane uh, a few weeks ago and, and showed a few signs. Um, there's also Tyrell Louis, another Wanderers prospect who played some NTFL senior footy uh, this year and last year. Uh, he's a good sort of utility who's, um, by all accounts, a really good, hardworking kid and has also gotten some attention. Definitely. So they're obviously the NT ones that we've sort of covered. And there's one more we've got sort of on the list in terms of the other, which is a personal favourite of mine in Charlie Byrne, who's um, obviously, uh, New South Wales ATT, um, but he's uh, Murray Bushrangers in the NAB League. So he's um, one of those that does a lot of travelling. And I, I personally like him uh, coming off half-back, can play midfield, um, got a long-raking kick, uh, likes playing outside 
Um, probably could develop his inside game a bit more, but certainly in terms of what he offers on the outside, there's a few of them coming off halfback that we've mentioned today already that um, are able to use the ball well. But he's certainly one that stood out last year for me. Yeah, I agree. And he's um, he's one who's had a pretty good mentor last year in in Lockie Ash. He, um, you know, he said he was told off a few times by Lockie in in learning his craft. But I mean, there's really no better player to learn off than the number four pick uh, from last year. So. He'll try and play a bit of a similar role in, in his uh, his ability to generate some run uh, off the back half. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, with that sort of pedigree in, in your back pocket, it's you know, it goes a long way. Yeah. And uh, we'll move on to the outsiders now uh, that we've got. Some of the players that have been catching the eye and they might not have had the AFL Academy uh, nominations, I guess, at the start of the season or or whatnot, but there's certainly some that have been standing out in their relative uh, state leagues. Um, we'll start up in uh, Queensland with Ethan Hunt. Yeah, Ethan Hunt's uh, an interesting prospect. He can play inside and out uh, in midfield. He's a pretty good ball winner. Got a good bit of zip off the mark, and uh, he's been playing well for Palm Beach Corumban uh, at senior Coffle level, also for the Gold Coast uh, Suns Academy. So he's a, a decent top ager who could be around the mark. Yep, and we've also got Max Peskid, who's um, realistically had a real breakout season in the Quaffle. He's been someone who, you know, has just taken taken to it and, and not had an issue whatsoever. Obviously, he, you know, he showed some great signs last year as well, and um, it, it culminated in him kicking half a dozen goals last week. So um, he's had some really good form of late. Didn't have as much impact last week when they had a bit of a, a quiet game, but um, in a team that sort of struggles to score, he's been a really shining light for the reigning premiers there. Yeah, there's just something about him. I mean, he um, he's just got that X factor and flair up forward. He's still raw and can make some mistakes, and his finishing isn't always on point. But um, he just hits the scoreboard pretty much every game and just does some pretty outrageous things. He's got the attitude as well, so um, he's one that fans would probably like to to watch, but. Um, yeah, it remains to be seen whether he can consistently perform that way um, and and whether he can just iron out those sort of mistakes in his game as well. Yeah, the, the week that he kicked six, he also kicked five behind. So he could have had a really big day that day. Um, moving on, uh, we'll take a look at Bailey Reeves, who's um, been playing at Broad Beach on a wing. He's um, He moves it. He, he teams up pretty well with Aiden Fife in there. They're often seen sort of passing it between each other and then kicking along. Um, he's, you know, come on, developed really well at Quaffle level this year. Uh, what do you see in his game? Yeah, I agree that he's developed well this year. Uh, in particular, he's one who's sort of entered the radar uh, pretty suddenly. Um, yeah, I think he played pretty well on the inside as well for the Gold Coast in the Academy Series. But, yeah, obviously being able to uh, get a bit of momentum going from midfield is sort of his go. And, um, yeah, he, he's one who's definitely... Uh, sort of proved himself in his top age year. And another Queenslander there, uh, Shatner Cashin Harris, who's uh, Brisbane Lions. We should probably say the ones that uh, were just prior with the Gold Coast Academy. So Hunt, Peskett and Reeves are all Gold Coast aligned. Um, Cashin Harris is uh, Brisbane aligned. And basically he has, just has a fierce attack on the ball. He's he and um, Abilene at, at Wilston Grange just go absolutely nuts at anyone who has the ball. And, uh, his closing speed and things like that. It's just, you're, you're almost like nervous if you're watching a player with the ball when he's closing in. Um, he's just got that, almost that defensive X factor about him. 
Yeah, and that's really positive to see as a sort of forward prospect. You want him to be able to excite going forward, but then that defensive pressure is something that really um, I know recruiters really look at as a, a valuable asset. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he ticks those boxes and he's been playing well. Another who has been around the traps, but has, yeah, sort of come onto the radar again now in his top age season. Yeah, and I guess we're sticking with Queensland for this time. We've got Nathan Colenzo, who's a 19-year-old, just came into the Gold Coast Suns Academy more recently than the others. Um, plays down at Morningside. He's that really, I guess, brute, big-bodied um, player who can play midfield. Plays predominantly forward because I, I'd say he's sort of just building that endurance at the moment. But um, obviously, he showed enough over the off-season and, and whatnot and late last year for Gold Coast to ask the question about him. Now, obviously, he's overage, but um, yeah, he's been playing some good footy uh, at, at times through that team and obviously was able to play for Gold Coast uh, in the series and kicked a couple of goals. Yeah, it's good to see those sort of types who haven't always been at the elite level in those systems, but, you know, sort of prove undeniable at, at the local or state league level. So he's one who's, um, yeah, again, really improved uh, in his 18th and now 19th year and be good to see him sort of get some more game time and uh, more senior footy and see what he can do. And then if we uh, cross south of the border again, uh, Pierce Roseby, uh, what do you sort of uh, think of him as uh, obviously one of the outsiders? Well, he was one I really liked along with Campbell at the under 16 championships and obviously Errol Goulden um, for New South Wales ACT. He was just a bit of a brute of a small midfielder in the sense that he, he was really hard at the ball. He's, he's still a, a small type, but he can win his own ball and, and really dig in and tackle and, and do the hard stuff inside of midfield. So that's the sort that's his game. He um he hasn't always been able to run through there for the Swans Academy given uh, the class that they've already got and a couple of overages that we're going to mention pretty soon. So um, yeah, I mean he's a, still a decent type who has played some good junior footy. Yeah, um, and uh, crossing right down to the uh, Apple Isle, we'll start with Jai Menzi, who's one who I really like as a prospect and I would not be surprised if he really um, got ahead of some of the academy kids based on his form. He's got that X factor up forward. He, he can kick three goals in a quarter and, and sort of tear a game away from you. Um, he, he just has to iron out that consistency. He's been playing a bit up the ground, but certainly inside 50, he's just that kind of damaging player at, uh, I guess, in the air or ground level. Yeah, I think that that's his go really, playing forward. Um, he's just so dangerous around goal. He's got the ability to kick bags. He um, he just has his moments, and I think that sort of uh, upside is something that's really positive for him. He also kicked a goal after the siren uh, to break Bendigo Hearts last year, uh, and that was when he kicked a, a good bag of goals too. So, yeah, he's just got that potential. Probably didn't have the complete year that he would have liked last year, but there's definitely shown. Uh, I mean, his class, he was a, part of the AFL Academy sort of system last year. So, um, yeah, I mean, he'd still be up there. Yeah, and if we move to a bit of an older one, a double overager, if you like, mature ager, um, Hamish Allen, who's uh, a, a ruck, really, and he's just towering because I've seen him this year and he just sort of towers over all the adult rucks, <laughs> like all the uh, older rucks, I guess you'd say. He's, he's just got that tap work and, and whatnot and presents as an option around the ground. Yeah, he's not only 200... He's not just 200 centimetres. Mm. Like, he's well over 200 centimetres. So, yeah, as you said, he's a, a towering... but bit of a lumbering sort of ruck he obviously had to get a bit of a special concession to play with Tasmania in the NAB league this year which hasn't eventuated but 
um, yeah, obviously he was one who they were pretty keen on and who didn't necessarily have the opportunity to play in his top and overage years with a bit of injury and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, keen to see how he rolls on with his uh, TSL form and could be one to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. And uh, while we're on the Tasmania topic, obviously there's a, the, a few overages that have been playing well. I'll, I'll chuck one in. Um, Jake Steele, who's a, who's a key forward playing there uh, along with Alan and they rotate well together. And um, uh, also they're sort of in that North Hobart uh, list is Will Pepin, who um, has no trouble sort of finding the ball. He's um, rotating well with all those other youngsters. And um, yeah, he, he just, he sort of has a crack each week and, and has no problem racking up the touches uh, when he's on. Yeah, I agree with that. He He's a pretty uh, high-end type for Tassie. He's, he was well-known last year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, has a crack. Pretty decent, uh, well-built kind of midfielder. And, um, yeah, as you said, Jake Steele's a, a guy who um, really gave his all last year in the NAB League because he was playing undersized for the most part, whether it be um, in a key position post at either, either end or in the ruck. So, yeah, a few really good tries there for the, the Devils. And then if we move on to Launceston, uh, Jared Dakin, who um, had his injury issues last year, it's fair to say, in that sort of top age year, came back for a game and from memory played, yeah, the one Nabley game and absolutely tore it up, had 20-plus touches, almost 10 clearances and whatnot. And I think that's pretty obvious to see what he's capable of um, in Launceston colours in the TSL because he he's just been a real inside um, player this year. And he's also played some defensive roles. So... He's shown his versatility and, and gone forward and been able to hit the scoreboard as well. Yeah, I think he was one from memory who got a bit of attention towards the back end of last year. Um, he, he got a state combine invite and, um, yeah, there's a few sort of murmurs around about whether he could fit onto an AFL list. And, um, yeah, it's good to see him get back on the park this year and show a bit. And if we move back up the border, we'll uh, go up north to Riley Buckland, a Gold Coast Academy member. Uh, what can you tell us about him? Yeah, he had a, a pretty good um, pretty good game against Labrador for Palm Beach Corumban when I was watching Reese Nichols. He, um, he's got a good bit of speed and can really break the lines and take the game on going forward. So, um, yeah, he missed out last year. But um, just a sort of an interesting prospect who stands out at times and just needs to do it a bit more consistently. And another overage prospect uh, up for the Gold Coast Academy is uh, Josh Gore, who's been playing at Broad Beach and he, he's just your, um, I guess, typical small forward, just so good around goals, able to, you know, kick him from pretty much anywhere, really capitalise when he's got some good key forwards up there and, and reads the play so well. So he's someone who is consistently hitting the scoreboard and, I think he's actually having a better 19 year than he did 18 year. So um, certainly I think from my perspective, he's certainly putting his name, uh, I guess his hat in the ring. Yeah. I mean, there are a few Gold Coast supporters who sort of were, were pretty shocked that he wasn't picked up last year. I think he's the kind of player who, if you watch him once, you watch him a hundred times. So, um, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. He's that small forward who just consistently kicks goals. He, uh, he knows where the big sticks are and, and really feeds off those tall forwards, as he said. Um, you know, he's doing that more consistently now this year. He's really finding the goals at will. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the question mark sort of surrounding him would be over his versatility. Um, you'd want to see him sort of push out of the forward 50 arc a bit more perhaps. But 
I mean, he does his job to a T really as that small forward and, um, yeah, decent prospect. Yeah, for sure. And if uh, we'll look at some of the Brisbane ones now, obviously, um, Kobe Toes is one who, at 16s when I saw him, and this is going back quite a while now, um, Kobe Toes, obviously, he was 16s at, um, I guess, the, the crop that are playing AFL now. That was his sort of um, group. Uh, he looked really, really good as that sort of key forward leading out long kick. Um, and then, unfortunately, just injury struck the next few years. And he just hasn't had a clean run at it. He's got talent, but he just hasn't had that clean run. Yeah, and he still hasn't got the clean run at it, unfortunately. Um, it would have been good. He was um, sort of flirting with coming down to Victoria and playing NAB League this year, which is probably a good thing that he didn't um, opt to do that. But, yeah, obviously, super talented prospect. It's just unfortunate that he's had those injuries. Um, really good athlete and just a natural kind of footballer who you think could make an impact at AFL level. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it just remains to be seen how good he, he can be, um, particularly as a, an 18 now 19-year-old. Yeah, and the other one uh, from the Brisbane Academy, Bruce Rebel, who's um, obviously an overager, plays with Sherwood. Uh, he managed an Allies game and, and whatnot and playing for the Lions a bit off a wing uh, last year in the NAB League series. Uh, what is it about him that uh, you like? He's got a good bit of X factor as well. Um, you know, you talk about sort of guys like Blake Coleman who can win your games for, you know, in, in the Lions Academy. Bruce Rebel's another one who can play on the outside of midfield, he's played a bit inside as well, but then can really hit the scoreboard and have an impact in, in small bursts. So, um, I mean, he's got a cracking name, Bruce, you know. Um, so he, he's one who sort of caught my eye early last year in the NAB League and, um, yeah, it just stands up in little patches. Yeah. And I guess if we move on to the New South Wales ACT region again, those Northern Academies, GWS have a couple. Um, Matt McGorry, uh, another midfielder, just, you know, cracks in, uh, gives it a go and there's a few on this list that are like that, but he's um, he's not afraid to go in and, and win a fair bit of the ball. Yeah, he's one who played uh, a couple of Allies games last year from memory and, and didn't do too badly as well. He plays out on a wing. I think that's his go. Um, he's got a pretty decent size about him and a few athletic traits, but yeah, again, just needs to find the ball a little more, do it a bit more consistently and um, Liam Dallahunty is the other Giants Academy prospect who was pretty highly touted from a way back and um, yeah, he's versatile, bit of a key position type, can play at either end, got really good leap, good hands and um, yeah, an interesting kind of player because he was meant to play NAB League as well and, and VFL footy this year uh, for the Northern Knights and, uh, and North Melbourne. Yeah, unfortunately for him that didn't eventuate like any Victorian prospect and uh, we've got a few names here from Sydney as well. So we'll start with Jackson Barling, um, obviously an another overager that's um, shown some good signs and, and able to get through there in the uh, Academy Series as well. Yeah, um, in his Academy Series game, I think um, against GWS, he, he kicked, I think, three goals and, and really broke the game open for Sydney. They were on top, but he, um, he really took the game away from the Giants and did it up forward. You can play... Uh, obviously up either end and uses the ball pretty well. He's, he's hard at it and plays a little bit above his height. So a bit of scope for him there. And uh, a bit of leadership in the next prospect in Sam Thorne, who captained the sort of Sydney side last year when they were playing through the NAB League and everything. Uh, another player who just, you know, you, you're going to get a four-quarter performance out of him. Yeah, he's played well through mid, midfield throughout his, um, his sort of junior career and I mean, just wins the ball and does it well. That's sort of his game, a little small, but he, um, yeah, he's a consistent outlet and you know what you're going to get from him. 
and the uh, the final Sydney prospect in this group, uh, Sam Gaden, who I thought played quite well when he was playing um, sort of through that for the uh, Allies, and then he got injured and, and whatnot. He's um, he, he managed to get a, a bit of time in the ruck when he was playing against WA, he got injured and um, showed some signs, but obviously he's another one realistically where 19 year old uh, draftees uh, it's good to come in because I think that he certainly showed signs before unfortunately his season ended early. Absolutely. He would have been, um, I mean, he, he is a, as in a sense, but he would have been a really good uh, beneficiary of the, the 19 year old system. Um, he's played well in the Academy series. He can play up either end and he's, he's just got something about him sometimes when he, he gets around the ball, he can take a good mark and um, has that versatility to play up either end. So yeah, there's some good, good signs for him and um, it just remains to be seen whether, you know, as we say for a lot of these guys, he can do it uh, on a consistent basis to really prove himself. Yeah. And, and that's it. And there's a few mature ages too that I, I'll just touch on before we go to the next year's crop that are up from the quaffle. We won't go into too much. detail. Some of them have already uh, either had AFL experience or have been through the Suns Academy. Um, Connor Nutting came from, got drafted the Suns, uh, made an emergency a few times, but, Fortunately, got delisted. He's playing well out at Broadbeach um, with Kwabi Bokye, who's um, been covering the ground really well. Elite defensive pressure. So he's another mature ager that could be in there. And Ryan Gilmore is another one who's come through that uh, Gold Coast Suns Academy, played 2018 champs. Um, good leap, versatile forward. Uh, and then you've got Tazzy Blair Rubok playing out at Labrador, who's a small forward there. He's kicked a goal a game. Pretty good air or ground level. Um, the one that I thought I'll touch on just in case... Uh, who hasn't been through a program. So if you don't watch the Quaffle, you probably won't know anything about him. Um, his name's Miles Jules. He plays out at surface. He's a tall defender. Uh, turning, He would have just turned 20. Um, he can play multiple positions. He played for the Premiers last year. So he played really well in the grand final. Superb interceptor and positions himself one in one uh, in one-on-one contests really well. So he's got the tank to play up the ground, but certainly the definition of a dark horse because he hasn't come from any of those uh, other programs, but uh, I certainly uh, liked him when I've seen him in a few games, and I just reckon he's one I'll just jot down uh, just in case for the future. So if the uh, you may have heard it here first, just in case, but I'll just keep his name on a, a little bit of a notepad somewhere. Um, if we look on to, I guess, next year's crop, we've got uh, uh, quite a few there, including a few MVP. Um, <laughs> Where do you where do you want to start? Let's uh, we'll start down at uh, Tassie with uh, Sam Banks, who's been playing pretty well for Clarence. Yeah, he's he's one who played NAB League last year as well, so he's used to playing, I guess, above his age group. And um, yeah, I mean, just all class can play on the outside of midfield and and use his uh, his really good, efficient, penetrating kick to to really damage down the line, and can also play inside midfield. I think that's where he'd want to be going forward, and. Um, you know, a bit of a game winner from the, that kind of position. He can, um, you know, take put the team on his back and, and really generate some some good play from there. And the other Tassie uh, player that's in this little bit of a list is uh, Bain and Lowe, who's uh, out at North Launceston. So he made his debut a few weeks ago alongside Callow. So he's um, he's been getting some senior footy there. Yeah, which is good to see. He's another one who played NAB League last year as a 16-year-old and, um, you know, while he is small, it is uh, hard to miss him with that bright red hair. And, uh, yeah, he's a goer. He's uh, a good aggressive tackler and likes to win his own ball, can play midfield or small forward. So, yeah, showed some promising signs across the last couple of years. 
And moving back up to Queensland for now, uh, Austin Harris, who was the under-16 MVP and uh, obviously All-Australian, as was Banks. So um, what is it about him that makes him such a great player? Yeah, he obviously was the MVP last year for Queensland. He was a really classy sort of outlet across half-back. Um, he played up on a wing in the academy series when, when he got into the team um, for, for the Lions, sorry, the Gold Coast Academy. So, um, yeah, a classy user of the ball. And there's a few sort of small options on this list, uh, and, and he's one of them, but has the class to sort of uh, to do it all. Yeah, and, and like, obviously, we've got the... Uh, we'll go to the other Gold Coast, uh, I guess, linked player in Will Bella. Obviously, his sister... Uh, plays at the Gold Coast Suns women's um, in Lauren. And uh, he's another tall prospect who, you know, um, similar. Uh, they're all tall there. And he's certainly one that um, threw his weight around last year. Absolutely. Um, and I guess in a similar vein to Lauren, his sister, you can play in the ruck. He, he's just so tall. Um, and he was a bit of a man mountain at, at the under-16s. I think you can agree with that, having seen him. Um, and then playing up forward as well is really hard to stop just because of his pure size. Um, so, yeah, he's one who's he's got good talent and then the, the athletic traits to go with it and form such a great partnership with um, Fudge, Nomad Fadgen um, from the Brisbane Lions Academy, uh, who was All-Australian in the under-16s last year, and, um, and Jai Lockett, who is the nephew of Tony Lockett, who's, uh, who's also moved down to Victoria to play with the GWV Rebels. So... Um, yeah, a few good Queenslanders there and, and Jai's part of the Gold Coast Suns uh, lot as well. Yeah, and there's a few All-Australians in this list. Uh, Sam Stenning at GWS, he's another uh, under-16 All-Australian. He is, yeah, another sort of forward type. He's a really good athlete. He's got sticky hands and just stood out with his ability to to just leap out on the lead and, and take good marks. He um, He pops up in little spurts, but yeah, certainly has a lot of promise and he was All-Australian. There's obviously the um, New South Wales ACT MVP and Kai Watts as well with him at the GWS uh, Academy. Uh, Kai's a bit of a smaller player who has played a bit more forward this year. He's uh, pretty well built um, for a small. And um, yeah, but, but he wins the ball well. and can damage with his, with his disposal by foot. And the uh, other one for GWS while we're on it is uh, Pat Voss, who's uh, obviously gone down was going to play with Oakley down there in uh, NAB League. Yeah, he is. Um, so he's gone down, I believe, to Wesley College, uh, which is in Oakley zone. So like Jai Lockett, who's gone down to Victoria, he's uh, travelled down and he's going to complete his schooling there and um, and link up with the Chargers. He's a, a decent forward prospect who showed some good signs at the under-16s last year as well. Yeah, and we've only got a few more on the list, but Lachlan Harrop is another one at uh, Brisbane uh, to watch out for next year. Yeah, he's just a, a good sort of pressure player. He can play at either end of the ground and um, had a good championships. Is another one of those kind of small players. I believe he plays under a helmet as well. So, um, yeah, pretty easy to catch playing out there. And there's an interesting story in Josh Fahey from uh, Gold Coast GWS. Obviously went from the Gold, uh, GWS zone to the Gold Coast zone. So he's academy now but uh, isn't eligible for anyone. So right now he's just a free agent, if you like. Yeah, I like that because he's a very good player as well. So, um, yeah, obviously played really well for New South Wales ACT in the 16s and um, he's moved up to the Gold Coast for a bit of sun and um, some good times up there. So, yeah, he's played well in the Academy Series and, um, yeah, a real good prospect. We talk about penetrating kicks. He's got exactly that. 
um, and really uses it well. He's got the bright blonde hair and stands out in, in every game he plays. Yeah, and uh, obviously we've got a few more. One, one more from Brisbane, Daniel Lanthoy on uh, there, small, small type from memory in the midfield. Yep, um, yeah, another classy mover from that Queensland team last year with, uh, with the likes of Harris and Harrop. Um, yeah, the small midfielder who can really wheel around and generate a good bit of energy from the engine room. And um, yeah, just another, another type who the, um, the Lions fans are big keen to look out for for the couple of years. Definitely. So that's uh, pretty much wraps up what we've uh, come here today to do. Go through there. We've got through quite a few names. So hopefully there's uh, some names in there that you either recognise or, or someone you've learnt more about. Uh, obviously, there's a fair bit of, to cover in that group. So um, I, I guess what we'll sort of uh, do now is just sort of wrap up. Uh, we've got plenty of, uh, I guess, draft watches uh, ahead of the player profiles, which will come out later in the year. Uh, we've got power rankings coming out on Monday, so that's going to be exciting to see potentially some of these names who we already teased. If you skip to the end, well, you've got to go back and listen to who uh, might be in them. Uh, and then, obviously, we've got a fair, fair bit of other content. Obviously, we're still covering the final series for the relative uh, leagues. Quaffle's got another round to go. TSL's got another few rounds. Waffle's coming up to its final series. And, of course, Sample's um, well on its way as well. So there's plenty of football action still here for at least another I guess, month for most, uh, most competitions as we're building up towards the draft. Um, we've obviously got the uh, combines coming up, which will be great for, for the athletes that can get there. Uh, obviously, question mark over Victoria, but we've still got a, a fair few coming up. So that'll be great um, to see them get their chance. But um, I think overall, we've, uh, yeah, we've been able to cover a fair few this week and we'll uh, stay tuned throughout the week. We'll let you know which uh, state we're going to look at next week obviously you can already cross off a few given we've covered the entire eastern seaboard and uh south australia so that doesn't really leave too many but um we'll leave it up for your imagination to try and guess which one of the other two that we're going to do next week um and so thanks for joining us uh michael thank you for joining me again on this no worries been a pleasure and yeah looking forward to covering vic or western australia next week oh you just gave it away in case they don't know their states all right um and Make sure you catch all the content we have uh, on Draft Central at Draft Central Oz, uh, which is uh, draftcentral.com.au. So obviously AFL, or if you're interested in other sports, netball, basketball, we've also got them and tennis and combat as well. Um, if you go to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's at Draft Central Oz, AUS, uh, and you can catch it all there. So otherwise, that's it from us at the Final Siren Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you again next week.